Hello, and welcome to Portroidcast episode 13. As always, I'm Rick. I've just returned from my annual trip to San Francisco, where I attended SF Sketchfest. While I was only there for three days at the three-week comedy festival, the six shows I saw certainly lived up to my continued high expectations for this event. This podcast is coming out on February 1st, which means that if you listen to it right away and you live in or can get to San Francisco, you can still attend some of the big-name shows. Tonight, cutting it a bit close, James L. Brooks is receiving the SF Sketchfest Comedy Writing Award, featuring a screening of Broadcast News. This will be in connection to a presentation, interview, conversation with Danny DeVito. That's at the Castro Theater at 7 p.m. You'll never make it if you didn't already have plans to go. Tomorrow, Wednesday, February 2nd, 2011, of course, there's a Murphy Brown tribute to Candace Bergen and Diane English, moderated by Connie Chung. That is also at the Castro Theater. Tomorrow also has Inside Joke, Saturday Night Live, The Originals, featuring Dan Aykroyd, Lorraine Newman, Don Novello, and Tom Davis. That's at the Marines Memorial Theater. And Saturday, February 5th, brings Kevin Pollock's chat show, True Stories, 25th Anniversary with David Byrne, and An Evening with Cloris Leachman. Tickets and more information can be found at sfsketchfest.com. Don't waste time. Go there now. While at Sketchfest, I had the chance to do a number of interviews. On today's Portrait Cast, my guest is Cole Stratton, co-founder, along with David Owen and Janet Varney, of the festival. Cole and I took a few minutes to talk before the Sklarbro Country live podcast show at Cobb's Comedy Club on January 30th. We conducted this interview outside, so please forgive any street noise. I hope you'll find our talk enjoyable and informative. Enjoy, and be informed. I'm here with uh, Cole Stratton, one of the founders of SF Sketchfest. Hello, Cole. Hello, Rick. Uh, thanks for taking the time to, to meet with me. Thanks for having me. Um, now, uh, you, David Owen, Janet Barney, were uh, in a sketch group together called uh, Totally False People. Yep. How did you meet and form the group? Well, we all went to SF State. Uh, we met there. Originally, the group was a lot bigger. There were like seven people in it or whatever. And then it kind of just, you know, people dropped off and we kind of found our core four, which was the three of us and then Gabriel Diani. Um, and that's kind of how we started it. And, you know, initially we rented a space called the Dark Room, or not, not even the Dark Room, it was called the Delivery Room at the time, which is now long since shut down, um, and did a show there. And then we just realized there wasn't really any venues, and that's kind of how we came up with the idea to do the festival. And that was uh, 10 years ago you started, or you founded SF Sketch Fest. Yep. And at that first festival there were uh, six sketch groups from San Francisco area. Yep. Uh, and you performed over the course of a month. Did you envision how much it would evolve to the mammoth event it is today, including stand-up, sketch, panels, tributes, reunions, films, etc.? Not at all. <laughs> at the time, it was literally just like, there wasn't any venues to do sketch, so we just rented a theater for a month, because you couldn't just do a one-off at theaters, like you had to do a run, so we rented it for a month, called it a sketch festival, and then just kind of did co-headlines, and then like the cabaret style the last week. So at the time, it was just like, hey, hey, look, we got people to come. But then we realized, oh, like these, all these shows sold out. This is something that could be bigger. So we opened it up to applications. We moved to the Eureka Theater, which is 200 seats, and we convinced Upright Citizens Brigade and Fred Willard to come. And, and at that point, I think we, we started to be like, yeah, this could be a thing. But we, I don't think we ever imagined it would be where it is now. I mean, especially since like we've had a lot of our comedic heroes and stuff at this yeah. point, and 
you know, we didn't think we'd ever meet them, let alone like right. book them at our festival and become friends with a lot of them. <laughs> so it's it's a little weird. And uh, what I and I think a lot of the performers and attendees love about Sketchfest is that it's not really an industry event. It's right. about the comedy uh, festivals like uh, Just for Laughs, the Comedy Festival in Vegas, uh, the defunct U.S. Comedy Arts Festival in Aspen have such a corporate feel to them. Right. Uh, was it a deliberate decision to keep this festival more intimate and more for the fans? Yeah, I mean, it's always been, it started grassroots, it's still grassroots. It's still just three of us that run it with a small staff. We don't have any major corporate underwriting or anything like that, so we max out a lot of credit cards. And, you know, it's it's just it's just like a passion thing for us, um, you know, it and I think the reason it works is because everybody comes, they have a great time. There's not a pressure from the performer's angle to, like, have to, you know, do a certain polished show or, you know, have to buy to a sponsor. Like, we don't have to do any of that stuff. It's just, like, come, have a great time. We'll pack the theater in with real comedy fans, yeah. not just Joe Schmo who wandered in. And, uh, you know, we'll all have fun. And that's kind of how it's worked. And uh, as it is, it must be a colossal undertaking to, under, uh, to organize so many performances at so many venues. Uh, David still lives here in San Francisco. Yep. Uh, you and Janet uh, moved uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, how has that impacted planning for the festival and for the uh, multiple SF Sketchfest presented events throughout the year? Well, it's it's easy now because of the way that uh, communication has shifted, like uh, if through email and through like you know cell phones and stuff like that. Like we just have like you know mammoth co- um, like calls, like you know, we'll conference for like three hours some days, like trying to put stuff together. But we don't get together that much in person throughout the year unless we have a one-off event or we might come up for one weekend to try to do stuff. But in general, like now we kind of understand our venues and stuff like that too. Dave can go and check out new venues. Like he went and looked at the Marie's Memorial, which is a new venue for us this right. year, and, and then said, hey, we should do something with them, that kind of thing. So uh, it actually works okay. Like it's strangely, like it works, it works just fine. And then... Uh Another great thing about this event is how you showcase local talent and up-and-coming groups and comedians while peppering the schedule with big names. Uh, this is the 10th anniversary, and while it may be hard to single out, is there, are the, what have been some of the highlights? Wow, it's been such a blur. Uh, I mean, I get to perform a little bit, too, which yeah. I, I never lose sight of that. So we did a Riff Tracks Night of the Short show at the Castro, like, early, early on, where it was uh, Bill and Kevin from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and then Paul Tompkins, Maria Bamford, Adam Savage, and me and Janet, because we do uh, Riff Tracks Presents titles every once in a while. We started working on them a couple of years ago. Initially as ghostwriters, and then we started doing our own things. So it was a real thrill to, like, actually get up and do it live on stage with those guys yeah. at a big pack at Castro Theater. So I would definitely say that. Um, you know, it was neat meeting Gary Shambling, you know. And, yeah. Um, it's, it's weird how you just nerd out over certain things and stuff like that, too. Like, it's, it's every weekend, you just I forget who's all going to be here. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is amazing, too. Like, I'd seen that at Largo in L.A., and it was really cool to bring it up here and do it. And then last night was Who's Live Anyway, which, right. I, you know, I've been improvising for, like, 20 years now. And, um, like, Ryan Stiles and Greg Cruz were huge influences on me from that show. As I, I think I tweeted last night, I was sitting in the wings watching them, and it was, like, a little surreal. Like, the 14-year-old me started freaking out a little bit. So, so that's pretty cool. And uh, being as you probably have to keep your eyes out for new talent, do you have any recommendations? Recommendations on groups of comedians that people may not know but should. Oh, yeah, good question. There's a lot of good stuff. Like, I think we were able to like feature a lot of people. Um, there's a sketch group called uh, Teenager of the Year that I thought were really funny. Uh, it's two dudes from Chicago who yeah. kind of almost do anti-comedy. In the fact, like their sets kind of about them bombing, but it's really funny. Um, Gosh, so many good things. It's always hard to think of them. Yeah, this we year did, uh, you guys are doing the uh, the Sketchfest dozen. Yeah, the right? dozen. The dozen is really cool. Which was just an idea we had because you know we had punchline. We have as an option of a venue and instead of just like throwing a stand up there to headline for the weekend. We're like, well, what if we do 
like two co-headliners a night who are kind of up and coming that are great and well respected in the comedy community but Joe Schmo on the street might not necessarily know sure. so that's the idea is it's the Sketchfest dozen like 12 handpicked comics that you might not know now but you should tomorrow Yeah. and uh, there's a lot of really really talented people and there's Kumail Nanjiani uh, Mary Mack Dion Cole Harris Whittles uh, there's 12 so yeah. I'm not going to be able to bring them all up um I can't even remember who the rest are, but they're all they're all really good. They're all on our website and stuff too. But uh, you know, and they're all killing it too. Like I've heard their shows have been amazing. So yeah. And then uh, last question is, where can people see you coming up or find out more about your projects and uh, SF Sketchfest uh, projects? Cool. Well, the, the the festival website is just sfsketchfest.com. Yeah. Um, I finally got around to building my own website, so colestratton.com. Uh, I have my podcast, which is like the main thing I've been working on, which is Pop My Culture, uh, popmyculturepodcast.com, which Excellent. is fun. It's me and Vanessa Raglan and a different celebrity guest or two each episode talking just stupid, you know, fun movies and TV and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, colestratton.com will, get, will be kind of a good hub. All right, excellent. Well, that's it. Thank you so very much. Yeah, thanks, Rick. Well, that was my interview with SF Sketchfest co-founder Cole Stratton. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will take every opportunity to attend some Sketchfest shows this year and every year in the future. I'd like to thank Cole again for taking the time to meet with me during the festival. Please check out his podcast, Pop My Culture. It's a really fun show and they get really great guests. You can get more information at colestratton.com. That's C-O-L-E-S-T-R-A-T-T-O-N.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, until next time, this is Rick saying goodbye forever.